this verse. These, these are Jesus' words. And he said in Luke 19.10, 9, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. So it's kind of a category. You know, the lost, the unsaved. Um, but we're actually going to look at this verse today, and we're going to back up and look at some verses before it, because I think there's, there's something important that uh, God wants us to see. It's actually, the title of the message is also the very first point of the message, and that is this. The lost have a name. The lost have a name. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to be in Luke 19. And uh, just starting in chapter, uh, chapter 19, verse 1, it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. The man was a tax collector. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's obvious tax collectors are lost people, okay? I mean, tax collectors need Jesus. Hope there's nobody who works for the IRS in here. <laughs> They're all a bunch of sinners. <laughs> Taking people's hard-earned money. Goodness. And then it says here, he was a chief tax collector. Oh my. How many people did he climb on top of to get that position? Who did he bribe to get that position? Bunch of sinners. And he was wealthy. Oh, obviously, just another money-loving person out there. Not interested in the things of God. The lost. There are lost people all over the place. You can't get away from them. Always bumping into them. There was a kid in the Midwest. Grew up in a family that was totally oblivious to the things of God. Didn't really care about the things of God. Kid grew up in that. Every year that went by, he just became more ungodly. The lost. There was a guy in Kansas. Big guy. Had a bad temper. Loved to fight. Had a lot of missing teeth that showed that. Loved to fight. Got in so much trouble. Ended up in Leavenworth. Got out of prison. Got in trouble again. Ended up in Wyoming in some small town hiding. Drugging, drinking. That was his life. Lost. Lost. But you know what? The lost have a name. Because I left that out of the verse. I was not being a very good pastor this morning for a brief period of time. Because I left some words out of scripture. Let's, let's just look at this again. Okay, Luke 19, 1 and 2. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. The lost have a name. They're not just the lost. This person's name was Zacchaeus. And interesting enough, people from the outside looking at him might have thought, this guy's got no interest in the things of God at all. I mean, he's, he's got wealth. He's worked his way up. He's cheating people out of money. And, but he was curious about Jesus. 
Jesus was coming through and Zacchaeus was curious. Scripture doesn't say he was hungry for God and wanted to get saved. It doesn't say that, but he was curious. Let's just read a few more verses here. Verse 3. He wanted to see who Jesus was. Being a short man, he could not because of the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. I'm going to go to my second point. I think we're going to cruise through the message today. The first point is, the lost have a name. And the second point, very simple, Jesus knows their name. Jesus knows their name. Let's just read this. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, are we going to stop there? He knew this guy. He was just one of the lost, but Jesus knew him by name. You know, I don't think Jesus just sees lost people. I think he sees people. And uh, I believe that he knows each and every person by name. Jesus didn't see a lost teenager in Nebraska that was getting more bound and bound by sin every year. Jesus saw Mike. Jesus didn't see this lost guy that was now hiding out, getting drunk and high every day. That was his life. Jesus saw Roy. Because the lost have a name and Jesus knows their name. He knows them by name. Zacchaeus. He, he, he couldn't just pass by. Let's look at this. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus, I know you. I know all about you. And I need to spend some time with you. Oh, Jesus. He was determined to touch Zacchaeus' life. And he went to Zacchaeus' house. I think that Jesus is determined to touch people's lives. Not just the lost. It's Mike. It's Roy. It's... I mean, he knows him by name. Jesus was determined to touch Mike's life. He put another Christian in Mike's life. His name was Denny. And this other Christian didn't give up. Kept praying for Mike. Sharing the Lord with him when he had opportunity. Mike didn't show much interest for quite a while. But Denny just kind of kept hanging with him. Being a friend. Sharing the Lord with him. Jesus was determined to touch Roy's life. Roy's in Wyoming. Hiding out. And one day, it was a Sunday morning, the Lord put this crazy thought in Roy's head. Roy, go to church today. What a ridiculous thought. This guy hasn't gone to church. I mean, he just lives a fighting life, you know. 
But you know what? Roy got up. And he went to church that day. There was a church down just not far from where he was at. He went to that church. Others only saw another lost sinner. Jesus saw Zacchaeus. And Jesus cared. Let's just read some more of this passage. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. I mean, Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down. I need to go to your house today. And then they're walking off and the crowd is just, they can't believe this. Zacchaeus? And and Jesus is going off to his house? That's just beyond their ability to understand. But, after Jesus gets to Zacchaeus' house, they spend some time together. It says, verse 8, But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here now I give half of my possessions to the poor. Wow. And if I've cheated anybody, if, we know it was more than if, okay? Those I've cheated. If I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. Oh, This man was meant to be a man of faith, walking with God, just like Abraham. The Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. You know, after being with Jesus, Zacchaeus' life was changed. Love of money, maybe he had that, but it didn't mean anything to him after he met Jesus. It's like, I want Jesus. I want to walk with God. I want forgiveness. I want to be restored to fellowship with God. Money? I give half of it away. And everybody I've cheated, I'll make up for it. I just want Jesus. Oh, Jesus changed Zacchaeus' life. After Denny kept loving Mike and sharing Jesus with Mike, Mike finally responded. Mike did not respond the first time he heard the gospel. Mike did not respond the first time somebody was sharing with him. Mike didn't have any expression on his face, except for I hope this conversation ends because I'm very uncomfortable. But the friend never gave up, and the day came. Of course, you know who Mike is, right? Yeah, he's talking to you today. Jesus is so faithful. The lost have a name. They're not just the lost. Jesus knows their name. Roy, he got up that Sunday morning, and he walked to that church. It was a little church, small town. And he gave his life to Jesus that day. It was amazing. It was amazing. Roy, eventually, he went to Bible college. He was easy to pick out. He was the really huge guy with red hair and missing teeth. He was just really easy to pick out. He went to Bible college. He was going to serve Jesus. And then he bought this old bus. You remember that old bus, Lori? (laughs) <laughs> this old bus and it was a, I think a diesel bus but it was an old one I mean, it, but it was still running <clears throat> you could tell when it came and you could tell when it left because there was this cloud of burned oil that just followed it everywhere it went but he bought this old bus and he painted on the side and it wasn't fancy but he painted on the side and he said this he whom the son of man sets free is free indeed and he and his wife and their two kids 
traveled all over the country. Any church that would have him, he would preach about Jesus. He went to the prisons. He was real familiar. He was comfortable with the prisons, okay? He had a very successful prison ministry. He went to the prisons. He would preach and talk to those. Many people came into the kingdom through his ministry. He's not alive now. He got um, hepatitis C through his drug days. And uh, didn't find out about, about it until real later in life. And he ended up passing away from it. But let me tell you. The lost have a name. They're not just the lost. Jesus knows their name. Zacchaeus. Come down. i got to spend time with you today. Mike. Listen to this guy. He's telling you something that will change your life. Roy. Get up and go to church. And I know that sounds weird, but just do it. I tell you. So, the lost have a name. Jesus knows their name. And this is the last point, but this is the point that really counts. Jesus wants us to know their names. He does. Now, we can't know everybody's name, but we can know more names than we do. Jesus wants us to know their names. And he wants us to reach out to them. So, this is not part of today's text, but let me read this passage. It's in Matthew 9. It says, Jesus traveled through all the cities and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And wherever he went, he healed people of every sort of disease and illness. Verse 36, he felt great pity for the crowds, the crowds that came, because their problems were so great and they didn't know where to get help. They were harassed and helpless. There are so many people. Their lives are so complicated. And they desperately need help. Whether they realize they do or not. They need help. Let's look at the last part. They were like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, so Jesus, he's, he's ministering everywhere he goes and he sees all of these people and he just looks at them and he has such compassion. And then he says to his, his followers, the harvest is so great. There are so many people that need to to get God back into their lives again. It's just huge. The harvest is so great. But the workers are so few. There's such a big job out there. And there's so many people that, I mean, they're lost and they're deceived, yet there's something in them that they know something's missing. And they keep trying to find it. They try different stuff. But Jesus is the thing. Jesus is what's missing. Harvest is so great. The workers are so few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send out more workers for his fields. Jesus' words to his disciples. You guys, man, you're with me and you're gleaning all of this stuff and, and it's all good. But let's pray that there's more people to go into the harvest field. And you know what he did after that? He sent the 12 into the harvest field. (laughs) He did. He sent them out. 
Jesus repeats this in another place and he sends 72 out into the harvest field that time. The heart... Jesus said, I've come to seek and save those that are lost. I, I came to do that. And I do know them. I know them. I know them by name. And I want my children to know them by name too. And I want them to be part of this team of reaching out to people who are in all kinds of situations. Some people are lost and they're living in tents. Some people are lost and they're living in multi-million dollar homes. But they're all lost. I don't know anybody living in multi-million dollar homes. I'm not, I'm not in that circle too much, I guess. It's not that I don't want to, I just haven't really been in that circle, I guess. <laughs> Those that don't have much? Yeah, okay, I can relate a little bit more to that circle. But, um, this church is, is a wonderful church, and I'm not talking about the building, it's the people. You know, we've, we've done a lot of work around here over the last few years, a lot of remodel to bring things kind of up again. But that's not our purpose. We've done it, but that's not the real purpose why we're here. We're going to get the parking lot fixed because, you know, there's when the preschoolers start playing in the parking lot and pulling chunks of asphalt out of your parking lot, it's probably time to do something, okay? So, so it, it's time to deal with a parking lot. But that's not why we're here. We're not here to have a nice parking lot. Okay? You know, we have purpose. And our purpose is, man, we're laborers together with Jesus in the harvest field. Amen? Amen. And for those of you who have the multi-million dollar connections, you know, you know those people by name, minister to them. For those of you that are on other strata, you know, minister to them. You know, Mike, the story Mike, which was me, the friend was actually my boss. My boss was the one. He, was a, he had his own construction company. I was doing construction. He was leading me away from God when I first started. Well, I didn't know God. He was a backslidden Christian who was a horrible example. And I started working for him. And I started getting worse. I mean, he was a backslidden Christian. Seriously. But he ended up rededicating his life somewhere along the way. And God used... A boss to touch employees. God will use employees to touch fellow employees. Where you're working, it's not some random thing. There's purpose in it. Bigger than a paycheck. There's purpose in it. Where you live, there's purpose in it. There's purpose. We have a God purpose on our lives. And there are people, I'm convinced there are thousands of people today in Anchorage, if they heard the the gospel clearly from someone that loved them, they would respond. I'm convinced. This town is not just filled with people that are resistant. They're ignorant. They're blind. They're deceived. But I believe that if somebody knew their name and loved them, and shared life with them, they'd respond. Do you believe that? 
I, I am convinced there are thousands of people today that would respond if they heard it in a way that came with love and care. And you know, it may not be a one-time thing, but maybe you're ministering for a period of time. And you know, if they never respond, that doesn't mean you bail on them. You know, we had neighbors that were really nice to us for a while. And then they found out that we weren't going to join their religion, which was different from ours. And they didn't care about us anymore. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I hope we're not Christians. Because Christians, we're not like that. Yeah, we, well, you're not going to respond? Okay, well, whatever. No, we don't want to be that way. Worship team, would you come up? Today's message, um, I, I think that we're starting down a road where the heart of God is going to become bigger and bigger to us. We love one another. We love fellowship with one another. And we do see people come to the Lord here. And we do have people that share Jesus. I mean, those things are happening. But I think that, that God is bringing us to a place where it's like, okay, now, you've done a lot of stuff. You've, you've improved things. And, you know, you've, you've done a lot of good things. And you've got some things established. And you've got some more ministries going. And that's all good. Now, go into the harvest field. Go into the harvest field. You know that verse that Jesus said, I'll be with you always? You know that verse? Do you know what comes right in front of that verse? Go into all the world. Go into all the world. Make disciples of all nations. And then he says, I'll be with you always. He said, I'm, I'm out here, man. I know these lost people by name. Now come on out here with me and let's just go into this world. I'll be with you. We're in this hand in hand. We're going to see lives change. We're going to see people set free. We're going to see lots of joy. We're going to see lots of miracles. I'll be with you always. But He's with us as we're doing the thing He's asked us to do. Amen? Amen. Jesus isn't using us. But He brought me into the kingdom and I was as lost as lost. I was just lost. But He knew my name. Sent a guy that wouldn't give up. Let's stand. Let's stand.